Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi, everybody. and Welcome back to Advice from a Call Center Geek. I have a story for all of you today. Hopefully, uh, you can kind of learn from, you know, kind of what we've done. And I think that this should be an interesting podcast for, uh, for a lot of you out there. And hopefully, it's a little eye-opening. But anyway, let's get to the uh, the pre stuff. So again, welcome back everybody to Advice from a Call Center Geek. If you have not been here, the Geek is a call center and contact center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items that you can take back into your call center, improve the overall quality of your center, improve the agents, have a little bit of fun doing it, and hopefully, you know, the the main reason that we're all here is to improve the the customer experience. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. And that's kind of who uh, is presenting and is the main sponsor of the podcast. Expedia is a 500-seat call center outsourcer located here in uh, northwestern Pennsylvania. All right. So interesting, uh, interesting story that I wanted to kind of relay to everyone. And I initially had some another, I wanted to do another technology podcast, which I'll probably save for next week, which should be pretty cool. And it, it basically will stem from you know, all the things that I learned. I was at, I was on site at Nice and Contact about two weeks ago and really went through the roadmap of where they see everything kind of moving to. So we talked, I know, a lot about the AI piece in the, the last podcast, but wanted to get to some of the other kind of really cool things that are that are happening in the industry and, and what you you should be looking at um, to kind of stay ahead of the curve from a from a technology standpoint. But something happened over the over the weekend that kind of preempted this, and I think it's important. And I don't know why I haven't done a podcast on this, but it's really the importance, and we're going to discuss the importance of of really monitoring your digital channels, right? So when I say digital channels and your digital assets, meaning Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, you know, moving to the uh, the <laughs> the newer platforms that kind of quote unquote the, the the kids are on now, right? And then normally when the kids are on something, if that has staying power, it's going to evolve into something that a business can use. And those of you guys that are forward thinking, like I'm always trying to think of, you know, what's the next kind of social uh, platform that's coming out? And we're really like right now, I'm I'm we're racking our brain to try to do some some things on TikTok. To try to have some fun with that, and I'm not sure if that's a, you know, more of a, a company engagement, right? Uh, kind of an employee engagement platform, like kind of how we use Facebook, or if that's kind of a a sales platform or a marketing platform from a from a B two B standpoint. So we're still kind of hashing that stuff out, and I think the industry is trying to think that through as well. But anyway, a lot of you right now do customer service, 
and you say you're omnichannel, and meaning that you deal with voice, you deal with email, you do with chat, right? Maybe you do a little bit of uh, you know checking your SMS, or maybe you, you you have somebody look at a Facebook page every once in a while. But the cool thing about being a BPO like us, being an outsourcer, is that a lot of forward-thinking companies and even the the younger companies, they started their service on digital channels, right? So maybe they didn't have the money to do voice, but what they did is they had a Facebook page, and they put all of their money and all of that into their uh, into their Facebook page to really handle the the support. And they trained their customers that you know if you want to talk to us, you go on Facebook. So we're starting to see that. So now in the RFPs that we have, and I, you know, the cool thing, you see the evolution of the RFP, right, or, or what customers are wanting for that really correlates to where the industry is going. So before it was, hey, we're just doing customer service. We need voice. And then it turned into, hey, we need voice, and, you know, do you guys do email too? And then it was, hey, this chat thing's pretty cool. We need to do voice, email, and chat. Right, and then so everybody started seeing that, and we started to make that omni-channel, and we started to make all of those things kind of integrate together. Well, now the next kind of platform, the next stage that we need to walk across, is is the digital channels, and that is making sure that we are integrating Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's a ton of them, you know, WhatsApp, WeChat, all those things. And how do you? Make sure that you're focusing on those channels just as much as you're focusing on your voice, your chat, and your email. And a lot of you aren't yet. And again, we're starting to see, though, the evolution. Of that. And I'm going to give you a, an example here that hopefully, hopefully this scares you a little bit. But this is actually something that happened not to a client, but to us personally, to our Expedia Facebook page over the weekend. So this is over the weekend, again, to just for those of you who may be listening to this weeks after it's been recorded, we're talking about this is the weekend between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. This happened on the Saturday going into Sunday at about 3 o'clock in the morning. So obviously at Expedia, we are 24-7. Um, so we have reps that are here at all times. We are monitoring for clients a lot of different social channels. In contact is, as you guys know, is our is our telephony platform for some of our forward-thinking clients that have a huge social media presence. We have been able to integrate that, so it's just like another channel, right? So again, if if a voice call comes in, or an email call comes in, or a chat comes in, or a Facebook post comes in, or a Facebook question, or something comes on Twitter, we can handle that exactly um, like we would any other channel. So we're doing that. And then, you know, we're also monitoring for some other clients that maybe we don't have that in, but we're, we're listening, you know, all across the internet on some different platforms to make sure that when a, a company's name gets mentioned, that we're there to either respond to it, not respond to it, but at least we understand, we know about it. So we do have all these different type of, of listening and, and response platforms in place because social media can be awesome and it can be the scariest thing ever. And I'm going to give you, again, I'm going to give you this, this scary example. So... Again, happened Saturday night, 3.30 in the morning. Luckily, <laughs> our reps that are here monitoring our internal Facebook page along with other clients, it's not just, you know, they're not just singly looking at Expedia's Facebook page, but it's part of the um, everything that they're looking at. I get a call at 3.30 in the morning. As I'm getting this call at 3.30 in the morning, my, my phone is blown up with notification after notification. It's just brr, 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 brr. 
right? So I wake up, get a call from our rep that's here monitoring everything saying, hey, you know, Tom, looks like our, our Facebook page is, is, is under attack. You know, we got people that are, that are posting things, that are doing reviews, that are giving us zero reviews. You might want to take a look at this. Tell me how you want to respond. We have our protocols, but I know that this is the Expedia baby. So, you know, we're going to kind of leave this in your hands and let me know how you want to, how you want to do this. So, of course, I look on my phone and there's, as of the about 340, there's about 200 people who have gone onto the Expedia website or Facebook page and posted negative reviews. And I'm like, why are all these people posting negative reviews? I try to do everything so good, try to help everybody. Um, you know, what's going on? Well, we had an employee, an associate who no longer works here, actually hasn't worked here in almost a year, on her Facebook page said, works at Expedia Interaction Marketing. And what she did is she posted some stupid stuff on her timeline. I'm not even going to get in what she posted, but just stupid stuff on her timeline. And one of them was about a, you know, she went into a store and she was, she had a negative experience and she posted about this negative experience. She did something stupid, like took a picture of the, of the rep that was helping her. That rep took offense. This post ends up, I don't, don't think it was totally terrible, but it was inappropriate. Something you know you probably normally wouldn't do, and because on her the left side of her Facebook page it said works at Expedia Interaction Marketing because she never changed that from a year ago, they decided to take vengeance out on her. They were going to go to her employer, meeting us, and post as much negative stuff as possible, aiming quote unquote just to get her fired. Right, so. <laughs> And the, the goal of aiming to get her fired, they took our Facebook rating, which we work, I know if you guys have listened to me, we work so very hard on our social media assets, right, to keep them up, to make sure that we have positive ratings, to do a really good job with employee engagement, to have, you know, natural, real ratings that are positive. Um, so we went from like a 4.8 out of 5 to less than 1 because of all the people that were posting, you know, zero negative reviews and saying the most vile things on in our review section. They then went to every single post that we had. And these posts are super nice posts, guys. So like if you've ever been on our Facebook page, it's we use our Facebook page not to market. We use it as kind of our employee engagement tool. So every motivation, like we just did a Black Friday motivation and we had the winners posted there and the money that we gave out and um, talking about you know what's going to happen on Cyber Monday and pictures of reps and their kids, like it's it's super nice, right? So they went into the comment section of every single one of our posts and posted you know 150 to 200 of the most vile things that they could think of um, to quote unquote hurt her and to make us quote unquote fire her, right? And then obviously they hit Facebook Messenger up and blasted Facebook Messenger when I'm getting all these messages that are coming in because again this is my baby and it's coming through there and it's I don't know if you can hear the tone of my voice but at the time I was panicked right you know this sometimes happens to clients and we deal with it but when it happens to you it becomes very personal and there's that drop in your gut that happens and you try to figure out what to do next 
Now, when this happens to a client, Facebook has protocols where we can dispute reviews, right? Especially ones that are just overtly, you know, crude, rude, and attacking. And Facebook, in their defense, has been awesome to very quickly you know, remove that stuff. Um, obviously, there's tools that you can use to delete comments from your Facebook page. And there's also tools that you can use to um, to ban people and to, to block people from, from coming on. So let me give you a couple suggestions when something like this happens. Number one, the first thing that you're going to want to do is react and maybe respond or put a post out there like, hey, guys, just want to let you know that she no longer works here. I think it's the worst thing you can do. It's the hardest thing to to be able to do right because you want to respond you want to try to control the narrative again but when it's gone this far to the side right or this far sideways that's a little it's going the wrong way there's nothing really you can do from an organizational standpoint so what you got to do is as quickly as you possibly can is dispute which is kind of our protocols Right, so Facebook again, we disputed all of those reviews, and in Facebook's defense, they cleaned that up instantly. They saw it; they saw that it was uh, inappropriate, and they took those off. You know, then we had our reps go through and go through our Facebook page, delete all of the comments that were part of this kind of smear campaign, deleted all those, and then we went and banned about 350 people from our Facebook page. So. In about two and a half hours, we went from having a zero rating, every single one of our posts on our Facebook page, totally, you know, with vulgar, awful comments. You know, if a client ever saw what was on there, you know, they would have ran to cleaning it back up with Facebook's help, with having a plan in place to getting it back to exactly where it was kind of pre-smear campaign. So... We're not a big organization. I mean, even 500 seats here. I mean, we're not a you know Fortune 500 company. We're not a you know a a large mega company. And I think to be honest, those guys can weather those storms a little bit more because they're just so big and everything gets gets lost in the wash. But a lot of you that are out there that are you know ha- have call centers that have businesses and organizations that you have you know 50 people, 100 people, 25 people. You have maybe 10 people or 15 or 30 people in your call center. Um, you have to make sure that you're watching this at all times because it can be devastating to the smaller guys. It's it's horrible when it happens, period. But as social assets and social media even becomes more mainstream, not that it's not already, right, because everybody's on their phone, everybody's posting all the time. But when these negative, horrific events happen that are that are totally unfair, right, that are totally out of your control, you have to have a plan in place to be able to fix the problem. So this is a cool almost white paper as well for clients because this is what happens to our clients, right? We are monitoring all of their social media and we see attacks. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Attacks on their product, attacks on their customer support, um, attacks on a specific employee that used, that works there from, from maybe that were in the store that gave them a, a horrible time. They post on Twitter. They post on Facebook. Some of that stuff goes viral. There's also other, you know, sites that that kind of pick that stuff up and retweet it, and it just it takes on a life of its own. Again, n- most of this is not your fault, but you must be monitoring it. You have to be looking at it, and you have to have a plan in place when when things go totally off the rails. 
Now, you should be doing this anyway, right? Because a lot of the times there's really cool stuff, right? Somebody might post on your Facebook page, hey, I love this product. I just had a really good experience. Thank you guys so much. And again, if you're responding to that in a cool way, right, you just engage with the customer and you really had somebody who went out of their way to become kind of evangelist for your brand. And I save all those reviews. Like if you lo- even look at our on our Facebook page right now, we did a really cool motivation, and I and I posted this on LinkedIn. And we talked about on Thanksgiving, you know, what, guys, what I'd like to do is is have everybody kind of say thanks for something about Expedia, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, <laughs> your job or – but a, an employee, a colleague, a supervisor, somebody from HR, a, an IT person, somebody that that's, you're thankful for that you work with. And, you know, if, if we can get, you know, a certain amount of people, I think I said 50 or 75 people, you know, I'll, I'll buy lunch for the – for everybody, we'll have a giant buffet lunch from from wherever they want next week, and those kind of things are are really cool. And it's content that you can then utilize, right? Obviously, it's on your Facebook page. It's really cool. It's cool for employee engagement. For but from us, from a B two B standpoint, I can then use that content as well to kind of show people. Look at guys. I mean, there's a pretty cool culture here. That's I don't think it's like many other call centers. So you got to be monitoring that from the good side. You have to be responding to to your customers and the channels that they want to respond to. Don't force them to a specific channel. Open yourself up to the digital side. If you have any questions or, or issues with this, contact me. Ask me. I, I'm, I'm an open book. I've had a lot of people ask a lot of questions on, on some of this stuff. I love it. I, you know, I just like helping. Um, again, not looking for business, um, but just, just here to hopefully be a little bit of a voice with some experience in a lot of this stuff because we deal with it every single day, just like I know a lot of you guys do as well. So that's uh, that's my I guess little scary story. Uh, we got through it. Everything's good. We're all uh, we're all good. We're kind of used to it, right? You got to have a plan in place. It's kind of like a risk aversion, risk management uh, kind of insurance. That's why you're con- constantly kind of listening to that stuff as well. So again, um, speaking of Facebook, if you would love, I would love for you guys to to head over to our advice from a call center geek Facebook page. Please follow us or like us. Don't post anything mean. If we're gonna do a review. Please do a nice one. Also, I'm gonna throw this out. I, I threw this out on on the geek Facebook page too, and also on LinkedIn. If anybody wants to go um, onto the podcast on iTunes, right? So I know a lot of you listen to this on Spotify or right from the website. But if you can go on iTunes and post a review, and then just DM me on uh, on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Probably LinkedIn's, I'm, I'm on there all the time. I'll send you a free book, More Advice from a Call Center Geek. So I have uh, about eight of those left. We, we've had about 14 new reviews, 14 or 15 new reviews. I, th- I think I found a couple extra books. We had 25 books. I think I found 27 So to send out. So I got eight more. So anybody wants to do that, help yourself. Again, we have more advice from a call center geek. That's the new book that's on Amazon. Um, and follow us on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Um, and again, that's just advice from a call center geek. And then follow me on, on LinkedIn, just Tom Laird, Thomas Laird. Um, again, CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. I post a lot of stuff on there. And that's probably my main uh, my main focus on on the social side. So, all right, guys, have a uh, have an awesome week. Have an awesome first week of December, and we will talk to you here as the holiday draws near.